0: Meat Your Maker makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup, guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry, and Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeatYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount, and get ready to Deer this fall.
1: Hi, hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushing and Dustin podcast, brought to you by Nick and Tyler, the boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field. Through our combined 40 years of experience we speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family we are excited to have you listen now let's get to flushing and All right, uh, hey guys this is nick here tonight got tyler uh, from ringnecks and retrievers and today we have a special guest matt Mosier. he is a canine unit for the clayton county sheriff's department He's going to give us some great tips here tonight on obedience and kind of how to amp up your dog's drive. Um, with that, we'll just kind of get into it right away with Matt. And uh, I got a first question here, you know, on basic obedience, Matt, you know, what commands do you would, do you use and do you believe uh, they're important for a gun dog?
2: Yeah, so um, obviously obedience is, is huge in anything you do, especially when you just have the the ankle biter at home and you don't want him barking at, at yeah. the neighbor or whatever it may be. But the biggest thing with obedience is uh, you got to stay consistent. You've got to be consistent from the start. And, um, and one thing that was neat with my kids starting our pop Hawkeye, our hunting dog, my hunting dog, not my police dog, but was just teaching them like what we want to say to him to get him to come back to us. And, you know, that was the biggest thing when we first got him. Yeah. So when you're staying, you know, when you're staying consistent, um it, you know it should be name command um if they do it if they do what you ask them to do make sure you praise them yep and if you go name command and they don't do what you do then you need to have that correction and then re-emphasize name what you want them to do until they do it and um,
1: by matt not to interrupt
2: you and i know we're going yeah. to get this a little later
1: but with that correction are you using a shot collar? Do you have a lead on them and you're pulling on them? Uh, what, what would you do for a correction, I guess? Yeah.
2: So, so with my dogs, and I'm no far but an expert in in dog training by any means, um, just have a lot of experience. And, and I was lucky enough to see a lot of different trainers train police dogs and how to do it. But um, so I'm a big – I use a choke chain a lot. Um, okay. That's that's what I use, a choke collar. And one thing that I learned, and I didn't know this until I got my second police dog, was a choke chain is not for pain. You know, it's, it is not for, you're not trying to hurt the dog. You're not trying to choke the dog. It is all, it is all short, pop correction to, and, and a dog, the reason they respond to it so well is because they don't like being knocked off balance. Like, and you're, when you're tugging on that, that leash, that they're, they're getting moved around or jarred. And it's all about their balance. You know, yeah. you're not trying to hurt them at that time oh go ahead Nick. no
1: that's that's a good tip i actually did not know that i used to use a um a choke collar all the time on jackson much matt i'm pretty sure you remember that him
3: yeah it didn't
1: seem to do shit
2: (laughs) and that's a great point because so my my current police dog i never had to put a pinch on her to get her to work when we were working obedience And and I think Hawkeye um, is probably going to be the same when I keep working with him. Um, But now my first police dog, I had to use a pinch collar to to train him. Just because he was more – he was just a stronger dog, strong-willed dog. You know, and and, um, there's a lot of things to do, guys. Like some guys just throw on a pinch collar and and don't know how to use it correctly. Um, You know, again, it's it's short, uh, strong correction. But it's, you know, you're not pulling on it or trying to hurt them at all. Um, but no, so I, I'm, when I start my basic obedience, I use a, I definitely use a choke chain. That's, that's what I have found. And even you can just use a regular collar, but, um, I truly believe and I, I don't know. One thing that I don't like about shot collars, I use a shot collar. Don't get me wrong. I, they have their purpose, but sometimes I think guys put on a shot collar and they think that this is, this is going to fix their dog. This no. is going to keep their dog from flushing out the birds at the end of the yeah, the the drive, but if they don't know their basic, they don't know exactly what they're supposed to do with that command. A shot color is going to do nothing except for maybe ruin the dog yep. or scare them, whatever it may be. Um, so make sure you start off with those basic obedience commands. And
4: when, when Matt, when you're talking basic obedience, um, obviously it might be different for canine and hunting dogs, but I'm sure there's some similarities. What's, uh, kind of your basic obedience set when your dogs, let's say three, four months old that you focus on to bring, you know, to
2: keep enhancing the dog. So the, the first command that I work with, um, is to, for the dog to come here. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously oh. for any situation, the dog runs out your front door, gets out your fence. You want the dog to come back to you.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: and then, and then after that, um, I, I I work stay um, mainly so I can you know feeding the dog like my pup Hawkeye is extremely food I, I wouldn't call him food aggressive but he just loves his food like he just loves it. Diesel's, Diesel's yeah. the same way yeah so you know for him to sit stay and it was and it was super easy to teach him that
1: so do you no. use do you use two commands then for sit and stay
2: uh, so if I so what I do so if I want my dog to stay I'd say Hawkeye sit. And then Hawkeye stay.
1: Okay. So I use, with Diesel, I just use sit, and sit means stay. Okay. So I just do one command. And I know there's different ways to do it. It's just how I was taught, and it's how uh, my trainers taught me to do it.
2: Yep, absolutely. Um,
4: Do you uh, use, with uh, your canine, is it, I mean, is it similar? Because I've, like, I've been working with my dogs, like, it's called, I'm calling it an off command.
0: mm -hmm. I want
4: them to basically when they're running, I want to be able to say like off and to have them sit. I know like Nick, you can blow your whistle once and diesel sit and just stay there till you, you know, send them whatever way. Um, Do you know, is that something similar to what you do with your canine? Is that something you might do with your, with Hawkeye, you know, in the future? Yeah. So
2: I, you know, I'm kind of, when I work the dog, my police dog all day, I, I feel bad for Hawkeye sometimes because he takes a short end of the stick. Just because I'm like, I don't want to work with a dog anymore. Yeah, um, you know. But um, so with my police dog, definitely, if I if I send my dog after a bad guy, um, I'll down my dog. I'll just yell. I'll yell Raven Plots. Yeah, and then she'll, she'll down. You know, right where she is. Yeah. Um. Now with Hawkeye, I don't know if I'll. I don't know if I'll get that far advanced with him.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. Maybe, maybe, um, but no. With the, with the police dog, I do for sure, one hundred percent. We call that instead of a lot of guys will send their dog on a recall, so the bad guy gives up. I want your dog to come back. Yeah. Um. My my belief is I want the dog to run and lay down and continue to look at the bad guy. Yeah. You know? And then I'll I'll give commands from there to either come back to me or I'll walk to the dog or advance or, yeah, whatever, whatever it may be. So. Yeah, I'm just,
4: uh, you know, like you mentioned before, when you'd mentioned e-collar, how a lot of people would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna put that on, and dog's gonna run after a bird, and I'm gonna hit that e-collar, you know, and I'm it's gonna make it stop." I just wasn't sure if, you know, if you transition kind of how you're speaking, your bad guy, you know, kind of into the pheasant world, you know, if the fe- if you have a running pheasant and you want your dog to stop but not come back to you, stay where the you know, maybe where they last saw it or something. If that would be beneficial,
1: <laughs> that would be impressive because once it Diesel's be. on a that's once Diesel's on a bird, yeah, it's it's you it's know. like a
4: race to the <laughs> you know it's like I'm running in track again in high school. Like holy shit, I gotta get up there. This dog's taking off. You know, right? No, um, I, I definitely I, I I use an easy command a lot when I'm yeah. hunting. Like when I see I my just, dog is that like a, the kind of a whoa command that a lot of people might yeah
2: use? Yeah, but I just down a little bit when I see that dog getting birdie and, and getting into odor, I, um, I'll, I'll be like, easy, easy. Um, I, I think that I don't work it, I guess, or train it that much. It comes a lot with experience with the dog, I think. And yeah, I'll, I'll maybe tone him, you know, cause he knows to come back, but I use a lot. Like if I, if my dog is, um, out there and I want him to come back or, or slow down, whatever, maybe is is, I'll just be like, you know, I'll just tell him to come here. Yep. And then, and then as he's coming back to me, um, right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, sometimes a lot of guys sometimes believe like if I tell my dog to come here, he better come all the way back to me. Um, I'll, I'll just give him an okay. Like as he's coming back, I was like yeah. okay, and then he'll he'll turn around and go do his do yeah. you know, his, his thing. Because so well, Nick knows obviously. So my hunting dog prior to Hawkeye, his name was Sheriff, and he was actually a present to me um, when I got hired to the sheriff's office. And uh but Sheriff is actually a, a pup of. Nick's first dog, Jackson, Yep. Oh, nice. so, and he and he was a fabulous hunting dog. Like he was a yeah. sheriff had a drive, like you wouldn't believe. And, and he, he just picked up on the, on the easy. He, he just made it. it was, he just made it easy. I mean, it was, he was Jackson a, was,
1: Jackson dog. was the same way. I mean, yep. if you could breed a dog and have a drive at him, I would say his drive is almost better than diesel's dog had no quit. You'd almost kill himself. I had a, I had a kennel. Him.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, you
3: yeah. did.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those dogs, ain't I mean, that's where obedience comes into play there when you have a dog with that much drive to just be able to control it, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, not to get off topic, I trained him. I was what, 12, 13 years old, and all I did was run around with a pheasant dummy around my yard, and I'd let him out of a kennel and make him go find it. That's all I did.
4: <laughs> yep. probably right. loved him so much because he got out <laughs> of the kennel and ran around.
1: Yeah, it's probably the only way he found it. It probably, <laughs> followed, probably followed my scent.
4: Yeah so how Matt how long have, you know when you do a training session with uh either your canine or uh, with Hawkeye, how long do you usually um, run those training sessions for and maybe how many do you do during the day
2: yeah so so you gotta you want to keep them short shorter and and with obedience you know especially in the canine world, it's so easy to not want to do obedience because yeah. there's so much other fun stuff to do you know, like let's yeah. go find bad guys in buildings or go on tracks and stuff like that so you really yeah. got to um, force yourself to make sure you set up an a, a obedience course or, you know, take your time out. But, you know, anywhere from 15, you know, 10, 15 minutes, you could probably extend it out to 20 minutes um, in, in the same way with Hawkeye. And you can, and you usually can tell your dog. If you know your dog well enough, you're going to see when that dog starts. Yeah, be.
1: like when I f- would get Diesel back from the trainer, you know, I'd train him for 10, 15 minutes, and he was just showing disinterest. Now, uh, since we have a daughter, I train him. Two, three times a week, maybe, at tops, and I bet I could train him for a half hour. I right. mean, he he's just he's ready to go. He's locked in. He's dialed, and he wants to go. He wants to work. Uh, he's a working dog, but he's also going to be six years old, so he knows he knows what it's about. You know, maybe a younger pup, you want to ease him into such a long session.
2: Yeah, just like having a little kid teaching him something. It's yeah, short and fast. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I always taught the you know your cup. So whenever you're working a dog your cup starts to build up. You start filling your cup up and whether it's, you're putting stress on the dog or whatever it is on any kind of situation. as soon as that cup starts to get full, try to, try to, try to empty it, you know, by giving them their toy and let them play tog or play fetch, whatever it is. So so then all of a sudden that cup starts to empty out again and then also start filming again and then then keep you know drop it again so yeah
4: how many how many days a week do you think especially for a pup because i think you know this time of year a lot of people are getting new pups getting them ramped up for season how many days a week would you recommend that 10 to 15 minute session
2: yeah for a hunting dog i think that you know two to three times a week would be fine And, and you know especially if you're working and you need something to do. Let that dog burn some energy, by like, t- Trying to turn some obedience into fun, you know. and Yeah, you can find different ways to do it. Um, it never, but yeah, two to three times a week would be would be sufficient, I think. Yeah.
1: So you were talking about fill your cup up, empty empty it out. Um, you know, I know you know a little bit about building a dog's drive. Is that what you're using to build your dog's drive? Is the the cup scenario, I should say, or what is your what is your technique, or what do you believe? uh works the best.
2: So, so I, I'm a big believer in when it comes to drive. It's kind of a natural thing in the dog, right away. I mean, either your dog has hunt drive and prey drive, or it doesn't. Yeah. You know, when I got Sheriff, I knew Jackson had um crazy, crazy drive. So it was an easy decision. Like this is going to be my hunting dog, and if he's anything like his dad, yep. Like this is going to be a good, good decision. Now, I'm not saying that. <clears throat> You got to, You're gonna make all your decisions based off of um, the dog's dad or whatever. But yep. when I picked Hawkeye, and, and back when I got sheriff, I didn't know hardly anything. I I just got him, and then I got promoted to canine a few months later. But with Hawkeye, I literally watched his dad freak out because they got a pheasant wing out, and we're just let. And I wanted to see what pup was gonna be more or less the dominant and go chase yes. it and get it and be the king of the hill. And and Hawkeye was that dog. So um this he's got so much crazy this dog has got so much drive that um i don't have to worry about that and he, ch- he chases shadows literally i mean <laughs> t- he's on. and <laughs> but but to build drive um you know going back to those training sessions where you know i think i think one of the podcasts i listened to you guys you guys have a zinger and yeah yeah tyler nick, does yeah and nick nick we talked about you have uh Something You have some sort of
1: – I have a DTS 100. system that uh, it launches them 100, 120 yards out.
2: Right. So I think that if you do, like, interval training in regards to one time you get – well, with a new dog, you're going to want a lot more finds, you know. So it's fun. It's exciting. And then make sure when that dog finds the the decoy, you know, that you put out there. I'm assuming yep. that you, so if I understand, the Zinger has – is a decoy that has or, – or a fake – or animal or you know docker
4: basically well it's it's a launcher um but it has a a a dt systems receiver on it that gives off a duck sound and then you put in some type of like docking you know the docking dummy or any other type of dummy with scent on it or you can put in an actual bird a dead bird um you know i think it depends on if your dog's ready for what level they're at you know is ready for the feathers in their mouth or you know and those
1: systems are really good for extending your dog sometimes yeah. you know you can only throw a dummy 30 maybe 40 yards right yeah. and then your dog sometimes doesn't want to go out because it's only used to going out that far yeah. so if you use those launchers and back them up to 60 70 100 yards i know diesel um, I mean, I haven't done it in a while. I'll do a hundred, 150 yard retrieves right now, but he would used to do about 300 yard retrieves. That was right. his longest.
2: Yeah. So it, so if you're at that point where you, you know, your dog can find scent and, and understands what he's looking for, um, you know, it might be as simple as dragging the, dragging the dummy through the yard and, um, yeah. and letting him find it. But once that dog understands that, as soon as he finds it, make sure you're praising him up and, and sound like a little girl. <laughs> when you're praising that dog up, you know, yep. you know, get all high pitched voice and, and, and love up, love up on them and, and, and do that as much as you need to. And then once you, once you start, the dog starts understanding and it, it's like, Oh yes, it's playtime. And then you just start, then start to remove them, you know, start to only yep. do one or two or, or maybe it's a blind one where you don't have a, you know, you, you, you went out previously or you had your wife or daughter or kid, whatever, go out and hide it in the weeds. And, and then you come, they come back and you go back out 20 minutes later and, you know maybe you have a bunch of them hidden out there maybe you only yep. have two of them but that's how you kind of build drive in the dog where they're finding a lot of stuff and you're really pumping them up i mean just pumping them up now and, and, well, and hopefully for the, our dogs and in, in the retrieving world is um their reward is is finding the, the bird the animal or whatever where the the drug dog, when it comes to drug work, he he give him a toy, whatever. It is. And now you don't give him the drugs. No, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, he, he might, you know, he he or she might think that they're getting the getting the drugs, so they don't understand what drugs are. But yeah. no, they get a nice uh, ball on a string. So
1: <laughs> now you have a, a lot more experience with dogs, and I hear you do the praise thing. I know Tyler does uh, praises his dogs by giving them a treat. You know, do do you see? You know. One worked better than the other. Uh, I guess what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, so the best way I can explain this, and just as from experience with my police dog, was when I was in school in Michigan, uh, we started out with Raven with a Kong. So she searched the drugs. She might get an odor, and then we'd throw her a Kong, and she was just like, oh, that's a Kong. And my trainer said, let's, let's switch it up. So we switched it up to a, a yellow ball and a string, and she was in heaven. Like, she just loved it. And, and he goes, why give the dogs, you know, why not give the dog steak every time, you know, instead of hamburger, you know, if you're going to give the dog, make sure you give the dog the best, what it loves, the, what it loves to eat. Yep. We all eat steak better than we like to eat hamburger. Yeah. So kind of the same thing. So like if your dog is, and I've seen it in bomb dogs or uh, any kind of dog that they're going to like Hawkeye, he doesn't, he doesn't actually, he's, I should. I got to work. I'm going to get with Mr. Sorensen about to work on some retrieving stuff. Oh, are you really? Yeah.
1: We need to get him on a podcast. Yeah, we'll yeah, there
2: you go. And um so I'm gonna get with Mr. Storns about retrieving because he'll chase, but he's just kinda like, I don't know now if I if I got him to bring back another uh uh the dummy cause he knew he'd bring back the dummy or the toy or whatever to give him a piece of food, I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna sell it for him. I think they do that a couple times and it's gonna be game over. So have you um,
1: thought about uh Force Fetch and are you familiar with Force
2: Fetch? A, a little bit. Um yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Sorensen, he's got all kinds. I've I've talked to him multiple times here now and he's, he's excited. He wants to do something. So I just need to get with him and, and do some different things. Yeah,
1: he's he's got a lot of different things. And I remember when I first got Diesel, him and I worked a lot with Diesel and uh, um, took him to the trainer and I'd bring him back and Sorensen would take me out on the water in the Mississippi and and we'd go out to actually to the gun club up there uh, in Clayton County and work up there. And yeah, no, you're in good hands. He knows, he knows a lot of, about it and uh, he's helped me some too.
2: And and he's obviously the dog is getting better with the retrieving and he'll, he'll retrieve, but it's, um, you know, last year, he's only five months old when I first had him out and we'd shoot a bird and he'd get it and want to attack it and just kind of be like, I got it, but he wouldn't bring it back, you know, and that's just being a, a new puppy dog that doesn't understand anything, and I think
1: you know once they figure out that you're not trying to take it from him, right? That's yeah. the that's the key. Once they know, like, oh hey, he's gonna let me go find another one, and yep. another one, and another one. That's when that's when it hits home, and I feel like that's a big difference too. Yep.
0: Have you ever wanted to process your own wild game from start to finish? Meat, your maker, has you covered. Meat makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup, guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry. And Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeatYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount. And get ready to DIY this fall.
2: I would agree. I would agree 100%. Yeah, and, you know, and going back to the, I'll give you a good example for people that are listening. I want to do basic obedience. And I thought this was hilarious when I was taught this. But... When you're teaching a dog basic obedience, whether it's a sit, stay, lay down, whatever it is, you know it should be it should be name, um, what it, what it, your command. Yep. And then, and then correction and then praise if, if the dog didn't do it. So the best way I was explaining this. So if I walked up to Nick and he was standing up, and I walked up to Nick and I kicked him straight in the balls, and I said <laughs> sit down. That's not very fair to Nick, right? But if I walked up, but if I walked up to Nick, I up to Nick, and I said, Nick, sit down, and he doesn't sit down, then I kick you him kick in the butt. Now that now that's at least fair. I gave him a chance. So I think hey. I think some people forget that. So yeah, the correction <laughs> doesn't come first. Yeah, yeah, just because you don't be oh. hammering on your dog, and I and I see a lot of people do that. They'll be like they'll pull, they'll be pulling on their dog, and then they're like sit down, sit, and you're like. So we
1: were, we actually were in Pella uh, last weekend and there was a gentleman, he had a basset hound and he was trying to get it to sit in front of some uh, tulips and he had him on a leash, but he clearly didn't train him. And, and for like 20 minutes, Bree and I were just sitting there I said, look at this guy. And he would just say, sit, sit. And he would try to take a picture and then he would yell at him. No, go back here and sit. So he clearly... The dog did not know, and he kept trying to do this over and over. I'm not even sure if he got a picture. I saw him at one point, like, the dog was sitting there, and he, like, tried to snap him like this. So, <laughs> so I don't know.
2: Yeah, it, it is funny. And, and yeah. the other thing I can tell, a lot of people, when, and I, I'm a firm believer in this, like, when you're telling your dog no, and, and I, I'm not necessarily talking about the obedience part of things now, but let's just say your dog's getting in the garbage, and or even the dog starts to, maybe run out too far and this is probably a bad example where the dog's in the field but let's just say the dog's getting in the garbage and you yell oh, hawkeye no i'm a firm believer and i was taught this that once you tell your how your dog's name and whatever they're doing like they've now like cut off what they were doing and like whoa what do you want like what what'd you say dad and, like, and then they don't remember like now he told me no like i don't get it like so there, I'm really big into like making sure you're like no, like right away, yep. whatever you're, you're you know my police dog I yell fooey, um, yep. Hawkeye I yell no, you know right away and be sharp and correct with it and. Um, so are you were you
4: saying you don't want to say their name and then no you just say no yep you are
2: doing it yep and then if they say then if they quit doing what they're doing then you say Hawkeye good boy or, yeah. good boy, yep. or whatever yep. it is but. That, when you or they are there doing something, you're like, Hawkeye, and he's like, what? And then you tell him, no, he's just kind of like, I, like, I, I listen, listen to my, my name. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, I'm excited. He's going to pet me, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, that takes me back to when
1: uh Diesel was in training, and I was there helping. Actually, a buddy of mine went with me. It wasn't Tyler. Uh, went up to help train, and she said, well, is your dog steady? And he said, yeah, kind of. And she looked right at him, and she goes, there's not a kind of steady. He either is or he isn't. So he's not steady. And he goes, well, no, he will, you know, sit here and stay for a while. He, she said, well, then he's not steady, you know? So it's like that fine line, you know, where is your line? Like to him, he was somewhat steady, but to her, not at all. Like steady, steady, you know? So those are things that, you know, you, you as watchers and listeners, you can take that as far as you want and as deep as you want. We're just trying to bring you information.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, and, and again, going back to the, the basic obedience when, and when I was getting at this kind of yeah. around, I'm sorry, but the no is being consistent. And, you know, just like instead of if you say no one time and then your wife comes downstairs and goes, uh-uh, you know, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, what, you know, and I, I see that all the time. It drives me bonkers before <laughs> the, or even like you want them to come here. And, and one time I'm saying Hawkeye here. And the next time someone's yelling Hawkeye come he, you know, and just like, no, it's one command. Because I want my dogs to hunt for everybody in the party. Yep. So the first thing I do, first thing I do is I say, okay, guys, this is his command. You see him, you see him getting out there too far, you know, this is what you say to him. You want him to come yep. back. You know, or make yep. sure you let me know or whatever it may be. Yeah. And, and get yep. him to come back, so.
4: And I think that's important, too, is, you know, especially if you're going to hunt with a couple buddies, is sometimes the dog, you want him to expand, to where your friends are you know so that way if there's a bird over there they get a shot at something and just kind of running through it with them before you get out to the field like hey you want him to come back it's his name and this is the one command not like you were saying so I think that's good for you know a good nugget for the listeners that are listening to this that are going to take their dogs out you know hey yeah you're the controlling your dog but at times it's nice to when you're hunting with a couple other people to let them know if they see him going towards danger or something and you don't see it to yep. be able to, you know, recall them and bring him back for safety or something of that nature.
2: Yeah. And you, you, just is. you get into a spot where you can't see, you know, you can't yeah. see the dog or you're walking through the middle. Cause we're, we're, we're the ones who have the dogs and yep. you know, we're going through the thick stuff and everybody's kind of on the outside. You know, and they see what's going on.
1: This year I tried something new. I actually uh, put a bell on him. Oh yeah. And uh at first he was very unsure what it was, but now, uh end of the year, it really paid off. Um, like see where he was at and of hunted some pretty big groups last year, so it, it really it did work. It worked really well. Right. Uh and Diesel okay. will point. Diesel's a pointing lab, so he does point. So that helps too because sometimes I couldn't see if he stopped or if he was pointing. I had no idea.
3: Yeah, yeah was you know. quiet, yeah. You
4: know? Yep. And yeah. I got like i have got the sport dog one that has the actual little beeper on it, oh. um, which is nice. It's kind of similar to the the bell. You can just hit the beep and see, you know, where they are. And I know you mentioned earlier you were talking about shot collars and that you use them. And what it like how are you introducing your dogs to
2: those collars? Yeah, so I didn't – I did use a shot collar, very minimal, um, with, with Hawkeye this season at a young age. Well, the biggest thing I think is important for people listening is just because you crank it up to 12 doesn't mean that that dog is going to get a response. I, I literally, I put a shot collar on my arm and I, and I turn it on. And when I get, when I can just feel it, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll either leave it or maybe go one more, yep. um, but most of the time I leave it and I'll, then I'll put it on the dog to, to make sure that I'm not, you know. Uh, a shock
1: collar is not to hurt people. I get this all the time. That's mean. It's inhumane. Yep. No, a shock collar is a couple things. It's to correct your dog and to protect your dog. Those are yep. the two things that I always think that are most important. I yep. want to protect it. If it's run, you know, I live here in kind of a busy street. If Diesel would take off and he wouldn't listen to me, I could just hit him with a nick and he would just stop. So I'm yep. protecting him. Yep. And then the correction part, like Matt said, it's not to hurt him. Uh, you know, my trainer said that if your dog yelps, so if it's on two, and you don't think it's very high, but your dog yelps, it's too high. Okay. So you need, you need to turn it back down to one. So that's something I do. And I always test it even before I put it on diesel, and it's always on the same setting. But I always test it just because who knows if there's a short or, you know, something, and it really zaps him. I don't, you know, I don't want to hurt my dog.
2: Absolutely. And, and you know, going back to introducing it, um, you know, once, once I put it on the dog and, and that dog – so. I, I, I'm a big believer in, in that a uh, uh, heel a uh, here command the dog come back yeah and, and it and it doesn't have to be here it can be any any I mean my police dog he listens to the Polish command hutch I mean that's what yeah, Hawkeyes come here to every time getting <laughs> him back to the day day. <laughs> you pick him up introduce him to everybody yeah, here, buddy. yeah he's a, look over here
1: oh yeah, yeah. look at him he's, he's
2: gorgeous good looking dog, dog. <laughs> what's what's he weigh <laughs> Matt. He's seventy. A couple months ago, he's like seventy-two pounds. No, no. I know he's now. Gonna, he
1: has, he's going to be pushing uh diesel weight
2: here. <laughs> yeah, Good boy. Good boy. Oh, uh, that's good. So, um, but I want him to, you know, the comp the to come here, and uh, he obviously is. <laughs> but um, so but it works, it does, right? So he's got to understand that. So then, once with an e-collar, like I, I have a tone on mine, a beeper, so I'll beep it with the command to get him. To, so he understands that I can beep it, and then he'll, um, he'll heck. I never, I rarely have to shock the dog in the in the field. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, every once in a while, I I'll have to beep him. You know, and he'll he'll come back and then he was even doing that last year at the end of the year I mean it was it was, how, it was good
1: not to interrupt you but how how did you get him like you had a great year last year when he was five months and uh you know if you're a fan on our page of Instagram you saw it um how did you get him like into that and you know what was your steps to get him to find all those ring nooks? so
2: so to be honest with you Nick Northeast Iowa right now is is hot like I mean I I'm lucky enough I, I work for the sheriff's office and, and just driving the county roads I see birds all the time right now and, and I'm, I'm excited so yeah. me and me and a buddy had knew, knew of a good spot um, that he farms for and um so it's just kind of dumb luck sometimes luck is in your favor and I told Jack Need that too I said, right I said I told Jack I said well, let's take him out let's try let's let's try to shoot a bird Um, I said, if we kick one up, let's not go bang, 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 bang. Like, let's not, you know, hammer at one. Let's maybe one shot. If we miss, we miss, but I don't, I don't know if he's gun shy at this time yet. You know, I don't want to, and I said, if he's by you and I, and I shoot, praise him up, love on him and I'll do the, and I'll do the same. If you shoot, I'll, I'll love up on him. Well, we literally stepped, we were hunting this pond and there's a bunch of nice grass around the pond. Um, I literally stepped off of the field drive. And took maybe two steps and i kicked up a rooster pheasant right in front of us
0: okay
2: and and one shot uh down bird and you know he's just like what's going on and uh i walked him over you know give him you know i'm i'm big on you know find a bird find a yep. bird and uh dog's working and, and and he didn't know like you know i mean so finally i got it and played with him you know i just let him play with it yep i started throwing it in the weeds and he's getting it and not bringing it back, but it, to him it was—he got it. Like that was his, yeah, that yeah. Was his thing. And um, you know, and if I would have let him, he probably took it back to the to the truck and and laid down with it. Like it's like his thing. Oh yeah. And, so, so, anyway, we, we, we put in the vest, and and every so often I would just throw it out and let him get it, and he'd see it. And and to be honest with you, that's all it took. That that was that was really all it took. And um, obviously, my experience with with handling other dogs, police dogs, and handling other pheasant hunting dogs. You know, I'm on my third pheasant hunting dog. And uh it I understand like I understood, odor like how how odor works and when the dog is in odor. I mean by the end, I'm not I I don't want to toot my own horn because this next year could be completely different. He could have forgot everything that he that he knew. But uh I I I really could tell when there was a a bird close compared to a a bird running with him. And I was and I was actually just going off of his tail. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the same way. Yeah, the same and I was just going up his tail and he, I, I, I'd be, I tell guys we're hunting with him. Like, we got one running, get ready. And sure enough, kick, he'd kick one up, kick one up. And then he you know, then the next time he'd be working it a little bit different. I'm like, Oh, there's one close. Get ready. And it, it was just it was a fantastic year. It was, it was exciting, but there's birds. You know what I mean? Like there is birds yeah.
1: and this year is going to be better yet because yeah. we didn't have a harsh winter. We didn't. As, long as, co- as long as COVID didn't kill the pheasants. <laughs> right? right? <That's>
2: right. <laughs> you know, when I was, when, when we were growing up, Nick, there were some birds in the area and then they, then they're like gone and yep. and now we're finally starting to see some birds around here and, and I'm excited. And, and I put, I, we took them on a trip. We went out to North central Iowa and, put them on a bunch of birds like i mean a bunch of birds and um and again that helps i think the you know going back to your guys's conversation the other day on your podcast about the pheasant farms yeah Mm -hmm. uh, i think i think a young dog getting on lots of birds is so important i really do well
1: and i know i know i brought this story up but uh it, it ranged true so i hunt diesel pheasant farms every year warm them up and then when season ends i hunt them on pheasant farms too just to wind down the season keep them active yep. uh my sister's boyfriend and i and I, I think i mentioned this on our first podcast but i'll say it again we went to a place where a guy said that he hunted with german shorthairs now i'm not i think german shorthairs are great dogs i'm not saying it's a dog or anything i just think it's the experience of my dog they ended up losing uh like he said like three birds or five birds the a couple of days before that and i couldn't find them. so we went out hour and 15 minutes and we limited out and he was like how many did you lose? And we said, we didn't lose any. And he was like, I got some of the best dogs that come out here and you didn't lose any. And then I said, well, I take them to these pheasant farms and they kind of made fun of me. And I said, well, probably why we didn't lose any, you know, there's sent all over those pheasant farms from people hunting it day in and day out. So I, I, I have to agree with you.
2: It, I don't, I hate comparing pheasant hunting to finding drugs, but when you, are right. So when you're, you know? when you're in a, when you start your, your, your dog on drugs you you have hides in that room you have lots of finds that get that dog excited and then and then even once your dog gets a little bit more experienced our trainer was big on this i might be first in line for the you know for this scenario yep. and then the next time I'm, I'm last in line and the reason it was that way because the the odor was starting to pull out even more so going back oh, okay. to Dick's theory you know there's at a pheasant farm you're going to have so much odor in small places where that dog has to figure it out. It's like a puzzle to them, you know, they're working it out. And the same way with drug hide, either you have, you know, if I have a a pound of marijuana in a a cupboard, it's going to fill up that whole room. The dog is going to be like, like, he's going to smell it from three rooms back Yeah. yeah. Oh compared to a gram. And it's kind of the same thing. They got, they, you work that problem it's a problem to the dog, you know, he figures it out. You've, you've you won. You're, you're making your dog a little bit smarter. I, I really believe that. And, and even with a pheasant farm, you're building drive. you know, you're, oh, they're sure. exactly. they're just, oh, bird, 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 bird. And then you, then you, hopefully in a pheasant farm, if you wanted to, you, you could eliminate some of the birds, you know, by yep. next time we only put four out and yep. then you go to a real life scenario and, and you, you go to a field, your dog is going to be hunting. Like I mean, that dog is thinking There's gonna be a bird oh, yeah. every corner. Yeah, might not be. Not, there might not be a single bird in the field. You know,
1: this year there is almost a bird every corner. Uh, <laughs> I just, I shot like shit, so I didn't hit nothing this year. But there's a bird every corner. <laughs> I tell you, if,
4: if the bird numbers are better than they were last year, this it's gonna be
3: a good season. You
4: know, I'm
2: I'm really excited. I've seen I saw a lot of a lot of birds um, in the mornings. I would take a different route to the sheriff's yep. office in the morning here in northeast Iowa. And I, there wasn't rarely a, a route, and I wasn't necessarily looking for pheasants. Like I, I literally just took a different route every day, and I would see pheasants. And that was that hasn't been like that for the last few years around here, and, and now it is. So I'm, I'm excited. I really am. That's pretty awesome.
1: We're uh we're gonna be planning a trip here to South Dakota, and I know you used to go to South Dakota. You got any good stories from South Dakota, Matt?
2: Oh, I got thousands of stories, probably. <laughs> um, you know we. So when I was younger, you know, my grandpa he took us everywhere, and then my uncle just kind of carried that tradition over and, and took me. Like I was just lucky enough to be a little guy carrying a BB gun. They were taking me, taking me yep. different places to pheasant hunt. But we, um we literally, so we were going oh since college throughout. We were you know twice a year. There's usually two trips to South Dakota a year to make sure you got those two five days. Yep. And, and we yep. might not do all five days. We do three or yeah. um, two sometimes, depending on how much time we had. But you know, right away it was really good numbers and stuff. Hopefully, that the numbers here in Iowa are good. So I'm assuming that the numbers, hopefully, in South Dakota are just as good. uh But South Dakota, man, it's when it was when it's hot and heavy. It's a different it's a different breed out there. I, I mean, I've literally seen hundred bird flushes before out there, and man, that's is, just crazy. Yeah, you know, so when, Nick and I saw a hundred bird flush
4: on private land that we couldn't hunt. Then we hunt public ground that first year we were out there, and it was just trampled through, but
2: you know, you know what we, we, what we found out there and I don't know if you guys are the same. So we, you know, you get the map and it shows all the public hunting stuff. Yep. We we would literally go hunt like the wildlife management areas, like the water, the waterfowl management area. So there's water.
3: Yeah. We've done that too. It'd be
2: so dry out there that those birds needed to be around water. And we had our best luck, um, Doing that, yeah, or or not, we did get,
1: that. Get, we that. did that this past year, and uh, Tyler ended up falling in and boots. Right.
2: Oh Jesus, that, that was <laughs> ridiculous! I, I'm
4: walking through cattails, and Nick's like, "Oh, I'll go around this way." I'm like, "Okay, I guess I'll go this side." Didn't realize. Next thing you know, I take a step, and it waters up to my knees, and I'm like, "Jesus!" I'm walking back to the truck. You know, it's friggin' five, six hundred yards away, soaking wet like oh my god let's just we didn't call the day though we did not call the day right?
1: i i brought some extra gear so yes. he, he had some extra <laughs> my dumbass right.
4: left my extra socks and stuff at the airbnb we're at right you know if he had some we,
2: we uh we a couple of years ago why well, it's been longer than that now but i got to go on a, a trip with a buddy of mine that lives out there his um his wife's stepdad on on a bunch of property out by mulbridge and it was the best hunt i've ever been on guys like it was silly like i mean we were shooting sharp-tailed grouse to no oh. to the to the pheasants and and, it, and we were on all private ground it was man that's it was fabulous crazy. it was a great hunt i mean there wasn't a day that we you know i think there was five of us and there wasn't a day i don't think that we didn't limit out yeah it Jeez. was it, man, it was one I don't think any, I've ever even seen a sharp tailed grouse.
1: Any plans on going back, Matt? With, now that you got Hawkeye sometime?
2: You know, I definitely, definitely want to I I told I tell the wife all the time, like every Saturday morning for sure I wanna um just even if it's just one spot around here, I wanna get out and just go, you know, just just to get him out and, and do do something. And it's good for me too to get out and walk around. But no, I'd love to get back out to South Dakota. Um our deer hunting plans are gonna change a little bit. So there's some talk of maybe trying to get out. Um, like around second season deer hunting, maybe trying to make a trip out to South Dakota at that time, but, um, yeah,
1: we, uh, we are thinking of going to South Dakota around first season deer hunting. I would be skipping deer hunting this year.
2: It's a, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, the reason for that, uh, we went last year opening, uh, two weeks after op- the opener.
4: I think ex- was, Yeah.
1: It, it was not. We actually ran into the weather. Was 15 degrees out. There it was cold. And it was really good, but all the crops were in yet. And okay. we still every day we went out. We still limited out. We just couldn't hit shit. We both bought new guns and never shot them before. And when we took them out there, mistake. mistake.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I'm actually saving money right now. I well, I messaged you, uh, yeah, a few months, quite a few months ago. I'm I'm actually. So we were out near Mason City and doing some pheasant hunting, and we stopped at Mills Fleet Farm on the way home and, um, I picked up that Winchester SX4 and I thought, "Nice gun." I'm like, this is my gun. And I start, yes. And I thought I'd seen Nick say something about owning one or whatever. We messaged back and forth and I just haven't bought it yet. But, uh, no,
1: I think the gun itself is awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, Tyler can speak a little more to this cause he researched a little bit more than I did, but the pull of it, uh, we needed to add a couple of spacers into the butt of the gun. For whatever reason, it really screwed my shit up, and I couldn't hit nothing. Tyler was the same way. It's like yeah. it wasn't—it wasn't as long as it needed to be. And I'll let Tyler talk about like the pull that, but yeah, no, it's a great gun.
4: Yeah, so if when you get it, thinking that you're going to get it sounds like you want to. <laughs> oh no, yeah, absolutely. and it's like what was it, seven hundred dollar gun or something like that? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I think they're, 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 they're six, seven, Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a phenomenal gun for under a thousand dollars you know i we've i've shot a lot of shells through it already no jams i've never had no any issues with it besides hitting stuff (laughs) (laughs) the biggest however um yeah i got to looking at it and i'm like you know there's got to be something both of us can't be missing with you know with the gun um and it can't comes with an extra butt spacer so it drops like the the heel comb or whatever that's called on the back of it so and then the trigger pulls just a little bit further so Man, we switched that um, before we did, a, we did a after-season hunt at a preserve. Um, we switched that. We both bought the same – we had the same ammunition, right? The Browning BXD, was that? Yeah, the that's shot the Browning
1: one? BXDs. Yep. And
4: that day, we couldn't miss anything. Right. Oh, and Ever since then, I've taken out clay pigeon shooting a few times, and it's been, been solid. So just that's something to think of if you get it and, you know, Oh, it's something you're struggling with. And for the listeners out there, if you know the SX4, definitely look into it. It's an awesome. Yeah, it
1: was the gun of the year in 2018,
4: I believe. Yeah, when That's they right. first came out with it. Yeah. Yep.
1: So, I mean, it's strat and true. It shoots super nice. I just. Yeah. Was getting frustrated with it because I had a couple birds get up in front of me that I could have uh, hit with my hand and I missed them. So
2: <laughs> I tell you what, though, South I, people might think I'm crazy for this, but I think South Dakota birds are tougher. Oh, <laughs> I agree with that. There's
1: in, there, in We've their... we've we've had that discussion almost after every time we didn't get a bird. I'm like, there's no freaking way to hit that sound, bitch. You
2: know. I, I sometimes, you know, it, it could be the steel shot, you know, because when you're hunting public out there, you got to use steel shot. So, yep. you know, yep. I'm like, well, maybe it's a steel shot or whatever. But I always joke around, Jake Smith. You know, he he buys his cattle out there because they're tougher because of the weather conditions and stuff. And I'm like, that's what's got it. The pheasants are tougher. Yeah, <laughs> all the animals are just tougher out there because of the weather. Hard bodies out there. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Those. So, we, we, um, we stay, we usually stay in Mitchell and then we drive, we get up in the morning and we drive an hour or so away in a, in a different direction. And we got a, um, one of my cousins has a buddy that lives like south of Sioux Falls and he kind of gives us the report and uh-huh. he'll have come with us. he he brings, oh my goodness. He's got a new, um, a new German short hair. It's all black, jet black. Like, Oh, you know, that'd, that'd be a cool. looking dog Oh, it's a beautiful dog. And talk about energy. Oh my god! Yeah. I don't think the dog literally hunts on four legs. It just bounds the whole time. Like it just bounds until it points. It's, yeah, I mean,
1: it's incredible how German Shorthairs can—they can literally just go all day. And yep. Diesel can go all day, but he can't go like they can go all day. Like they can just go.
4: They—I mean, that's why you see people running them next to their four wheelers and UTPs, you know, just so they're running miles just to wear off energy. Yep. They're good dogs,
1: uh, Megan has that Gordon Sutter, and she has to take him to the park every day, otherwise he'll he'll sometimes ruin shit in her house
2: oh, he, we, just, he just
1: he just wants to run
2: yeah, I really believe if I didn't have my police dog in the house, Hawkeye would have stuff just completely ruined. I mean it would just be they can them two can wrestle and and play yep. and stuff you know yeah.
1: I'm lucky now lucky enough that Diesel's he's kind of getting that age where oh yeah he's just he chills out
2: yep. Well, you'll have to get a you know pretty soon. You have to get another puppy, Nick, and then
1: uh, we have an agreement two years when he's going to be eight. So that'll be that'll be coming soon.
2: Yeah, we kept um, well. Hawk, Hawkeye is intact for now, and we're gonna maybe maybe breed him at some point. We find the right dog or something. But... I
1: so wanted to breed Diesel. I just didn't have. Uh, well, I still would breed him. I just haven't found anybody that has a a dog that I felt like was. I just don't want to breed him to anybody, you know. I want to right. make sure it's a good, good line. I'm only going to do it once. Like, let's get it out there. But I just haven't found anybody that has a good female.
2: Yeah, we um. Well, his his dad's a chocolate and his mom's a yellow, and I got a a black lab. And then even kind of um with your you know Jackson and Denali, and yep. with a kind of a you know a white and a and a black, and I'm kind of with a red lab. So yep, yep. Super man, I I miss Sheriff a lot, but. Man, he could. He made things easy when it comes to pheasant hunting, that was for sure.
1: Yeah, Jackson did too. He didn't have – I don't think I even had commands for him. I just let him go.
2: <laughs> so, go ahead. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, I'm all about obedience and stuff, but sometimes it's just really good just to sometimes let your dog hunt. I and mean, that's why we use them, right? Yeah. Because yep. they know, they're naturally – they know how to hunt. And if you can you can have them hunt, just let them, let them be as long as you don't ruin it for the rest of everybody and, and keep them – you know, they ain't going down, down range where they're yeah. – Kicking yeah. up birds and stuff. I've been I've been in those shoes both been as a as a hunter without a dog and seeing somebody have a dog downfield I'm like, oh that because I know how that is. And I've also been the guy that had a dog and he's just running, yeah. running Well, we've mean?
3: all been there. Oh, yeah.
2: We've it's all been it's, there. It's a shitty feeling, that's for sure,
4: when you're <laughs> the handler and your dog busts a bunch of birds out. Yep. But I mean when you when you got young dogs, you know, and I think that's something for handlers to recognize too, is your dog's young. They're, I mean, think about when you first start hunting, you know there's a you had to learn you yep. know you to, and the dog's doing the same thing they're gonna make mistakes you know it sucks, but that's why you keep bringing them back out and keep reinforcing their commands keep keep on that obedience,
2: and you'll turn your dog into something good, you know, yep, absolutely, yeah, you know, even going back to the choke chain thing and i i, I like the choke chain and the it's yep. secure all answer, but um something to do when you guys are putting it on your dogs. And I learned this again in Michigan at, at a, from a guy that's a lot, he'll know more about dogs than I'll ever know. But anyway, when you put that choke chain on the dog and you're looking at the dog, you should make pee. like, so the choke chain should make a piece. So I should like, okay. It's going to come out the other loop and go down. So it looks like a pee as you're putting it on the dog. And that way it's, it, it, and it should be the opposite. If you're healing, like I heal on the left side. Yep. And I'm assuming most of you guys do too. So when you heal or you're given correction, it, it just it's smooth. You know, you don't have it backwards where it's getting hung up. You can only yeah. you pull on it, yeah. go back in place. And I think that's big too, especially when you're trying to teach your dog to heal. You know, you got Tyler, Tyler.
1: What side do you have your dog's heel on? He um, my dog's heel on he the shoots. right
2: because I'm left-handed. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yep. Um, I, I've I've read kind of both ways, um, and it's funny because Lola. Uh, my second one, she would rather heal on the left-hand side of me. Um, and some people say that, you know, dogs are more, you know, have some people are right-handed, some people are left-handed. You might just get a, a right-handed dog, which would mean they'd still heal on your left. Right. But she, you know, when I pull her up to like a, a line when I'm running the zinger winger, uh, when I pull her up to sit by me, she – sits on the left, and then brings it back. But if I say the heel command, she'll sometimes sit on my right. So I, she's more comfortable on my left-hand side. But Murphy, um, the older one, he's on walks. No matter where we're going, he's always on my right-hand side. Right. So, but,
1: Matt, to go back to kind of what you're saying, uh, a couple steps, you were saying, you know, I'm going to need to get a new dog here in a year or two. You – because be so this is kind of my belief too. It. You believe so. that that younger pup will learn from that older pup and you believe that's a good, like, should you do that? Should you not do that? I guess, what do you think? The ins and outs for that?
2: Oh, oh I what, think, I think it's great. Should you be
1: worried that the younger pup could potentially build bad habits in the older pup? Usually those traits are, you know, concrete if you keep reinforcing them, but I mean, uh, there could be some concern there, I guess.
2: Yeah, no, so I, I honestly believe that if you have a dog that has good enough drive, when you get them out of the car, like you get sometimes, you get dogs that want to fight. And I don't watch Hawk Island being that guy, that dog, but, <laughs> but you know, you get them out of the car, and, and sometimes they're they're ready to, they'll get aggressive towards you because they're ready to get out in the field and get going. You know what I mean? Yep. But there, there's other dogs that just like hit the ground and they're going after another dog because they, they don't know what the hell they're doing, you know? Yep. I, I really believe that if you're, no matter the, the distractions. So, for instance, Diesel, he's gonna know. He's he don't care what anything else. No. Is he's gonna hunt. You know, he yep. no, doesn't care about any other dogs. Yep, and I, and hopefully that's for the other other dogs. You know, or other people that are listening that that happens because I think with a young dog following an old dog, that's fabulous. You guys have all seen the dog that walking and you're kicking its mouth every time you're taking a step through the yep. wheel. Yep. And, and that sucks when that happens. But hopefully, when a young dog like that is sees another older dog working, they're gonna follow it and then all of a sudden they find a bird together, for instance, you know? Yep. Wow, like what a great experience that is for for your young your young well, dog.
1: And to bring that up, uh so crazy story, Diesel, I never talk about point He just naturally does it. Um Tyler's dog started pointing this year.
3: Yep. It's never pointed yep. before. Right here.
4: Woo. <laughs> and then yes yeah, I never did anything with it and what we hunted how many times did we hunt? We hunted a good amount of times. The yeah, prior, we, probably
1: the hunted ten, ten, we probably hunted 20 times ago or so last yeah. last two years.
4: And, yeah, my youngest one, she started pointing on a lot of birds this year, which I don't know where she got it from. But, you know, like you said,
2: yeah. learn from the older ones. Yep.
3: No, I, be-
2: I'm a big believer. And that, and that goes back to, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think, Nick, I think Sheriff hunted with Jackson.
1: He did. So I think it was with your uncles
2: in Rickardsville. Yep. Yep. Down yeah, there
1: by that semi barn thing yep. or whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Paisley trucking. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's where it was because Diesel hunted out of his mind that, or Diesel Jackson hunted out of his mind that day. He did. And I, I can remember we came out with some birds, but I'm pretty sure he was with us then.
2: Yep. And he would have been young then, but. I, I just I, and I've seen it. I've just seen it multiple times throughout the years and in hunting. We, either with a dog, with me having my own personal dog or not, but you know, other dogs just being around. It's it's good. You know, I, I think one of the questions you guys sent me was, you know, should we should you do it or you know when you're training or well, how much time do you allot to this and that? And I think that you obviously need to create your your base by it, the dog by itself because yeah. otherwise you start you start giving one dog commands and you got another one out there jumping around. And he doesn't know you're, you're, you're just going to frustrate yourself. But, um, you know, once you get each dog by their own to, to learn to know the base work and what you want them to do, then I think you have to, you have to bring them together. And, and, you know, going back to the canine world, same thing. If I, if I'm going to expect my dog to do a bunch of building searches and I don't ever put the other guys involved, the other guys coming in to clear the house or whatever, and maybe it's, some weird helmets or face masks or whatever that dog is gonna be like whoa what is that like that's uh, that's not normal to me and then they're gonna start yeah. being different so yep. no i think it's super important to train with multiple dogs scents some dogs are like just love smelling other dogs whatever it may be you got you got to do it you definitely have to do it yeah, yeah. you know so i think
1: the next thing we need to talk about is when we hunt together Know,
3: right?
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? We get we get on Chris, your dad, and we yeah. get him finish up the old uh, the the grain bin. Yeah, the she should the she sh- whatever it is. But it's, <laughs> I think you guys come up and and what you can stay. I'll I'll line up some spots up here that I I, I promise we'll we'll be able to see some birds. So
4: nice.
2: Yeah, no, we that's would least, uh, there there's one. I got one one done. So you guys got to come up to the next couple. So wow. we that's we can handle we, that. We can handle
1: that easy enough. Uh yeah, you know, that would be that'd be great and some of the times we're starting this year we're going to film our hunts too. So I mean, oh. it might just be a guide for one of us for one hunt, just to just to film the whole hunt right
2: you know, or film that field. And then just take turns. So I, I got a buddy that he just retired his canine in Waverly. Um, Josh Burrow is his name. He's a huge bird hunter. Loves to hunt pheasant. But anyway, he he has a GoPro, and I'm not sure how he actually does it. He has a GoPro mounted on his gun, and he runs with pointers. Yep. And, um, he's got some super cool uh, video of of shooting pheasants. It's it's really neat. So nice. um, maybe that's something uh, I can yeah. I can figure that out and get let him know what kind of what he uses and get that to you guys. And maybe that's something yeah, maybe, you guys really would appreciate that for sure. Maybe we
1: can have him on a call. I'll get you two guys on here. We, can, we right. can all
2: talk. Yeah, no, Josh would be great. So he's a, I think right now the walleye opener opened up in uh, like Mille Lacs And he's a, that's where he is right now. Now so. smashing walleyes. Oh yeah. He's, he's been, ham- he's got a spot. I think he's got a spot up there. Uh, nice. But yeah, you know, he, yeah, he ran, he ran a couple canines too. Super guy. Loves the bird hunt. Big bird. Oh, hunt. Yeah.
4: Nice
1: so awesome well matt i appreciate you getting on tonight and if there's anything we can do for you again reach out and let us know and we appreciate you being part of ring next and retrievers and we look forward to having you on again soon
2: yeah thanks guys and i just again guys you guys what you guys are not only doing for pheasant hunting but for the sport of hunting is fabulous and, and the more you guys keep this up i think it's going to be good because you know as a young kid that started out hunting uh i learned a lot not only of hunting but respect uh people and land and and everything yep. that goes with it so the more that we can get people in, into this sport i think the better it is yeah, for everybody. absolutely that's that's the whole point of it uh we uh we want to get everybody involved
1: don't remember it doesn't matter what kind of dog you want to use or anything like that let's just get going let's hunt
2: yep for sure
3: awesome all right, all right until guys. next time have a- guys have a good night Peace. Yep.